entertainment, sports, culture. This is Raleigh Co. Radio, podcast presented by Raleigh and Company. week's uh, edition of Spooning with Dimitri. I am Dimitri, and I know I'm a little late this week, so apologies. Those of you uh, that follow me on the various social media accounts may or may not know uh, that on Friday I'm taking over afternoons on Radio 96.1. Uh, I've also got another side project going on down in Columbia, South Carolina, so it's been a busy week, and uh, yesterday was just kind of the busiest day, or the busiest part of that week, so uh, I'm sorry I didn't get this up earlier. Uh, today's chef is uh, John Ford, who is the head chef at the Cameron Bar and Grill in uh, Cameron Village in Raleigh. Young dude, uh, but really cool and interesting to talk to because, uh, and I really shouldn't have said young dude, but cool, <laughs> but part of, what, part of what makes him cool is that he's such a young dude and he is so, like when you talk to him, you'll you'll hear in this interview, he's so adaptable and, and he kind of just rolls with the punches and is always out to make the best product he can. It, it never seems like, uh, when you talk to him, it never really seems like there is an excuse that, oh, you know, the, the whatever, pork tonight is not as good because this happened or because this was not available. So uh, sit back and enjoy this one. I will tell you, and I forgot to mention this last week, uh, on the episode, I have either had my audio board, which I plugged the microphones into, it's either been misplaced or stolen or my kids have done something with it. Anyway, I, I don't know where it is. So we've just been recording the last few interviews uh, with the uh, MacBook. I just set it in the middle of the table and, uh, and, and it picks up everything, sort of all the ambient sound. So just that's why these episodes have a little bit of a, uh, of a different sound to them. You'll definitely notice it in this one with John because we sat on the patio at uh, Cameron Bar and Grill to record this episode. All right, sit back and enjoy uh, this episode of Spooning with Dimitri. Tell me a little bit about uh, how you got started with food. Are you formally trained, or did you come uh, up working in kitchens? Yeah, actually, um, I was in kitchens when I was younger. Uh-huh. Um, I did a few different things in college. I played soccer my freshman year, um, and then I moved on, tried flying planes, doing a bunch of different things. Oh, wow. Things. Um, and I kind of, I always wanted to cook for people, and I always had friends come over uh, and just, you know, have a good time, have a dinner. And so... One of my friends actually told me, hey, you know, you're really good at this. This is something you should really look into. Yeah. So I got up, decided one day I'm going to go to culinary school and actually perfect it. And I went to um, the Art Institutes in Durham. Yeah. Um, and I just, I loved it. Um, I went through the whole two-year course in about a year and two months. Wow. So, and I just, 
I loved it. I just wanted to Is it, be a professional chef. Yeah, so you really, because I would guess, I'm guessing with a culinary school where so much of it is also hands-on and you're working in their kitchen, their restaurant, as well, you know, on top of the classes you're taking, you must have been into it to the point that, like for a year and a couple months you had no social life. Oh, uh, not of, at all. Yeah. <laughs> I basically would go to, I would go to work in Durham, or go to school in Durham, rather. Right. Um, and do that from about 7 to 12 mm -hmm. every day during the week. And then I'd walk to a restaurant that was downtown Durham, mm -hmm. and I would work there for the rest of the day. Wow. So were they giving you credit for working in the restaurant, or um, no? Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. So that's one of those things that they're not supposed to yeah, do? Yeah. It's, uh, I used it as my internship. Right, right, right. So I did get credit for it at some point. Yeah. But mostly what I wanted to do was I wanted to be hands-on. Yeah. I wanted to actually learn what you're doing in the restaurant as well as the the managerial side, the book side yeah. that you learn in school. School teaches you the basics. You learn the hands-on job experience by actually doing it. Right, for sure. So did you finish both traditional college and culinary school? Uh, I did not finish yeah. traditional college. I decided to do different like different things, and it just it seemed like this was a route that I was actually going to go through with. Right. Somewhere I could actually see myself being happy. When I was younger, my dad always told me, if you're gonna do something for a career, Make sure you enjoy it sure. because you're going to be there all the time, especially as a chef. Your hours are long right? and they, they're they usually every day pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, so let's, let's, do, let's talk about that before we kind of jump back a little bit. What are your hours here? Um, my hours in the restaurant, I do about 60 hours a week. Wow. Uh, but there's also things that have to be done when you're not here. Of course. There's uh, paperwork that you mm -hmm. do. Uh, it always seems like somebody has a question. So <laughs> yeah. you get emails constantly, and I mean, also you're planning for future things. So you're planning mm -hmm. future menus um, and specials. I mean, it's just it's a lot, but it's something that if you actually enjoy it, then you take pride in it, yeah. and it's fun. A place like uh, Cameron Bar and Grill too, the the menu can be so many different things. Yeah. Um, so what uh, what do you try and and think about, or what do you try and uh, I don't know what the right way to ask this is. Like, what do you, what is it you try and go for when you're putting together a new menu? Um, I basically like to make things that I would want to eat. Okay. If, um, like, for example, I'm a big fan of bacon. Uh huh. Um, so with this menu I have now, I put bacon on a few different things, mm -hmm. and those things sell. Yeah. I found that if you put bacon on anything, people <laughs> will eat it. Yeah. So I just like to make things that I would want. Uh huh. I, it can be something as simple as a burger or a meatloaf. But it can also be something more complex. Yeah. Um, sometimes if you do something too complex, then it kind of turns people off. Sometimes when you do something too complex, too, I mean, this is just my guess. Uh, I would guess that it requires more um, hands-on time from you, and you know, there's not there's not as much you can farm out to the line cooks or sous chef and stuff like that. Right? Yeah. Well, whenever we change the menu, I do all the prep. Uh huh. Uh, whenever we do special menus for Easter or for you know, we got Mother's Day coming up. Uh, I do all the prep because basically I created that menu. Right. I'm the only one that really knows what I want to happen. Yeah. And I feel like if I do it myself, it'll be done the way I want it to be. Sure. I'm a big fan of uh, if if it needs to be done, let me just do it. Right. I'd rather do it myself, know it's correct. Right. So then, what is the what are the how are the jobs divvied up in the kitchen then with you wanting to be so hands on? Um. You know. With me in the kitchen, uh, I mean, is I it do still have, traditional or it's still traditional? I yeah. still have people that help me and and assist me as I go. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think the main thing is that I just 
I know what I want. Yeah. And I don't mind. I wouldn't tell anybody to do something that I wouldn't do myself. Sure. It comes down to cleaning, comes down to, uh, you know, the way that things are executed. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't tell you to do something that I won't do standing right next to you. Right. Well, the cleaning stuff, that's that's all part of being a good chef too, yes. right? Yes. I mean, it's one of those things you just need to, you need to understand that it's, it's a team effort. Mm -hmm. Whether it's front of the house, back of the house, we're all a team. Yeah. And we all have the same goal. We want to create something awesome and create a great experience. And we want people to come back. Yeah. So, and if I can help to have that happen, that's my goal. Was there a, uh, one of the famous like TV chefs, rock star chefs, whatever you want to call them that inspired you? I mean, like, or at least you watched what they were doing on TV and thought, um, I can do that? Yeah. Well, I think, uh, Bobby Flay was always somebody that sure. I always admired. Uh, um, just because he kind of came from the ground up, right. you know, he, he wasn't somebody that had it all made. He started out as a dishwasher. I started out as a dishwasher. Mm. Um, I've done every job in a restaurant pretty much except for, except for hosting. Right. <laughs> so, and I mean, I do see people and stuff from time to time, but other than that, I mean, it's Bobby Flay, um, definitely Guy Pieri. Um, mm. I just think he has a great personality. Sure. And it's one of those things with me in the kitchen. It explains, uh, why you're putting bacon in everything. Exactly. Well, <laughs> I mean, I think that if you make your job fun, we have a great crew. Right. Um, front house, back house, we have a great crew. And... We have fun. We get the job done, but we can joke around. We can have a good time. If you laugh, time goes by faster, and sure. everybody's happy. Yeah, so. that's my dad's a chef um, down in uh, down in Mississippi, and as long as he has owned restaurants, like I don't know, I don't know a lot of people that would say they enjoy working with him. Uh, and so, like part of doing this podcast, it's always been refreshing to, you know, just sort of see someone else, especially someone. Like my age, I'm 33. I'm sure you're probably only a few years younger than me. Yeah, 29. Yeah, um, you know, just that 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 generation that not everything has to be so militaristic and regimented, and you know, there is this is a fun job. I've worked for chefs that they they yell a lot, they throw things. To me, I don't see the point in breaking anything because right. I have to rebuy them. Uh, and for me, cost is a huge thing. Yeah. Um, I care about my food costs. I care about the cost of the restaurant. Sure. Uh, so I don't want to break anything that's unnecessary. Yeah. And I mean, it's just the idea that you can have fun with people. Mm -hmm. If people work for you and they're having a good time, they're more inclined to do a good job and stay a little bit longer and right. work a little bit harder for you. Yeah. So what is, what is the soundtrack of the kitchen? I mean, is it all oh. jokes? Do you have music going on? Oh, we have music going on. Yeah. Uh, we play Hispanic music all day. <laughs> uh, it's, it's great. Yeah. I mean, my, my morning crew is, um, they're, they're just amazing. They will do anything in the world for you. Right. You let them listen to music, feed them every once in a while. They're just happy. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the feedings, uh, is it, do you take time, do you take days where it's like, all right, we're all going to taste stuff? Or is it a, I'm create, you know, you're, you're sort of working on the fly. Hey, taste this. Um, well, we do like a staff meal pretty much, you know, maybe three times a week. Oh, cool. Um, just tacos. You know, I've, I'm a big fan of tacos. Yeah. Uh, I will eat tacos every day. And love it. I don't get sick of it at all. <laughs> the same way. Yeah. It's, um, but I mean, we, we also we taste new things because mm -hmm. um, I want everybody to know what things are supposed to taste like, what they're supposed to look like when they're plated. Right. So we do a lot of pictures, a lot of uh, on the job training. Yeah. As you think about, um, you know, the, the the way you look up to Bobby Flay as you're getting started out, where is there something in the job now that has become a regular part of whether it's your everyday, maybe it's your every week routine that you know, 23, 22 year old John Ford would have said, well, Bobby Flay doesn't do this. I'm not going to have to learn to do that kind of stuff. Um, no, I think actually he, he's a very good example yeah. of the leadership, the creativity. Um, we both kind of have similar ideas as far mm -hmm. as he likes to go spicy. 
I like to go spicy. Yeah. Um, it's you know, it's one of those things. That if you if you look up to somebody and you want to do things like I want to, I want to be better than. Of course. You know, I mean, I want to everything I do. I'm proud of, and I want to always excel in life. Uh, but I think as far as starting out, he was somebody that I looked up to, and I'm I'm ready to go on a throwdown with him. <laughs> so let's go back in time a little bit. Where uh, where did you start school at? Um, the Art Institute in Durham. No, but where were you playing soccer? Oh, uh, Landry University in South Carolina. Okay, are you from? Uh, Not North from Carolina? Jersey, actually. Oh, really? So that's what brought you down here. Um, no, actually, my my family moved down here. My dad's job. Okay. Um, so we lived in Greensboro for a little bit, uh-huh. and then I went to South Carolina, decided I was going to play soccer. Uh, it just it didn't work out. Yeah. Um, uh, not a big fan of South Carolina, <laughs> and uh, I just I wanted to do something different. Yeah. Uh, the fact that. There's, there's a lot being a student athlete, a mm-hmm. lot of practices, a lot of schoolwork, a lot right. of everything. And it just wasn't fitting with my, my social lifestyle and I would where imagine I wanted too, to go. When you're playing a sport like soccer mm-hmm. at a school like Landry, I mean, you're playing then because you love to play soccer. I mean, yeah. there's really not a whole lot of... No, there's not a whole lot of, hey, I'm going to go I'm going to the premiership, yeah. yeah no, <laughs> I'm not going to go to England and go play. Right. Uh, especially in America, it's not as big. Of course. So... It was one of those things. I didn't really see that much of a future in it, mm-hmm. and I just decided, you know, I'd, I'd rather do something different. Yeah. So when you left soccer, because that was sort of the the catalyst. Uh, <laughs> when you left soccer, was that okay? This 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 school route is not for me. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about flying planes. Um, flying planes was really cool. It um, it definitely showed me a lot of different things. I learned a lot. Yeah. Um, the hands eye coordination. Uh, is definitely something that I think I have. Yeah. And you learn it. I mean, I, I got pretty far. I got my private license where I was mm-hmm. flying by myself. And uh, unfortunately with that, it takes a lot of hours to, you get flight hours. And it takes right. a lot of flight hours to become an airline pilot and all that. And it's very expensive. Yeah. So I decided not to go that route. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I, I decided that I would go to uh, ECU bunch of friends and yeah. go down there get a business degree back then they were saying you know if you don't know what to do get a business of degree. course and I mean it turns out nowadays people don't know what to do with their business degree anyway <laughs> right so went down there had a good time uh, maybe too good of a time uh, <laughs> my parents would probably say but I just decided that it wasn't somewhere I wanted to be I feel like Greenville is a place that you can easily get stuck in of course and never get out. Yeah, and I went to school in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. It's the same yeah, thing. Like either people went way away, or they, you know, stayed in Tuscaloosa and bought into the bar we used to hang out. I mean, it, it was an awesome time, a great experience. Sure. Uh, but I mean, like I said, I mean, I had a friend that sat me down and was like, you know, you should really look into culinary school. Yeah. The thing about business degree too is it's so. I mean, it, at the same time, it's so general. Yet there's so many classes that involve accounting, marketing, and economics that unless you have an idea of what you're going to do, it's easy to get lost oh, yeah. in that business degree. And I think one of the things for me really was I didn't want to be behind a desk. Of course. I didn't want to wear a shirt and tie. I hate wearing a shirt and tie. Yeah. And this is a job that, yes, I have a uniform, but I don't have to wear a shirt and tie. Tattoos don't matter. Right. Uh, my my lifestyle of coming in here, it's happy. Mm-hmm. Every day I walk in the doors, I'm I'm happy, ready to go. And when I see my, my prep cook is an amazing guy, yeah, um, he's always smiling, always happy, and I can sit and joke with him all day, and we get the job done. So yeah, it's great. So tell me a little bit about some of the challenges that come along with running a place in a location like Cameron Village. I mean, you—it's certainly advantageous that you have so many 
apartments and condo complexes within walking distance. But at the same time, you know, those people now hold you to an expectation because you're their go-to place. Yeah, well, I think that Cameron has a very good uh, reputation. Sure. And the people know what they want when they come here. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're willing to try new things, which is cool. Um, I mean, I really have nothing I can say that's negative about this area. I think it's phenomenal. I think that our our team, our executive team, Echelon as a whole, is amazing. They're the best company I've ever worked for. Mm -hmm. And it's organized. And that's the main key here. Is staying organized because we are so small. I mean, my walk-in cooler is a six by six. Right. So, staying organized, um, always training, always getting people on the same page that you're on, because it's easy for people to fall out of place. Of course. And you know, get a little, little accidental. But I mean, just staying on top of everything. That's. So you got to do. You just got to keep going. Yeah. When you work for a company like Echelon, how much of the job, or <laughs> really, is any of the job? you having to go to the headquarters to sort of talk strategy or is that kind of kept away from you and then when they have an idea they let you know um so what we do is we do weekly meetings Uh um here in-house okay and then uh once a month then myself g and uh john anderson our culinary director uh all the chefs we all get together and we talk about what's been going on for the month what we got to look for for the next month yeah and different strategies um food costs, like that kind of stuff that we mm. can actually all be on the same page too. It's very organized and it's very it's very cut and dry. This is what you need to do. This is what we want right. you to do. And But they're okay with you being creative. Yeah. They're okay with you running your kitchen and doing it the way that you have to do. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, G's, G was on one of the, I would say maybe like the eighth or ninth episode of the show. It seems super easy to get along with. He's, he's by far the coolest owner I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, he just, he knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he even told me when I first came in, he's like, you know, listen, if you need anything at all, let me know. I have no problem with helping you out. But I can be honest with you, I can't make a grilled cheese sandwich. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to leave the cooking to you. And he, so far he's done that. He just, he's a great guy. I've never seen him angry. Yeah. I don't want to ever see him angry. <laughs> but he, uh, he's great. He's very supportive. And the whole company just seems like it's a family. Mm-hmm. It's a big family and everybody respects each other. Um, everybody gets along and everybody does their job. Yeah. So how long have you been the head chef here at Cameron? Uh, since November. Oh, wow. So where were you before that? Uh, Dean's Seafood and Carry. Okay. And so is that, was that where you started right out of culinary school? No, I was at Pops in Durham out of culinary okay. school. And then I went to Greensboro, um, was at Primworks Bistro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I kind of hopped around for a little bit, tried a few different restaurants yeah. here in Raleigh. So. Is, is this the first head chef experience? This is my first head chef. Wow. Yes. So what uh, what are the what are the things coming along that come along with being the head chef that you hadn't experienced before? Um, I think that being the head chef, you have ultimately the, the most responsibility. Of course, um, minus like the GM has a lot of responsibility as well. But this is your kitchen; you need to run it, and there is nobody else that that can do it. Yes, you have a sous chef, but ultimately you are responsible for everything. Mm-hmm. And whether that means you got to come in on your days off. Paperwork's got to be done by you. Um, most sous chefs don't do as much of the paperwork, right? Um, which isn't a lot. But at the same time, you still have to sit down. you got to crunch numbers. Ultimately, the food cost is up to you. The ordering is up to you, the menu. And that's one of the things that I love the most about it is that the menu is completely up to me. Yeah. I get. I have to get approval from headquarters on things. But for the most part, they just they say, okay, sounds great. <laughs> yeah. You know? Hey, yeah. How did you come to this point that you just – apply like you know if it happens great or were you at a point in your career where you kind of needed um, to be able to put a, your own stamp on stuff yeah i was at a point where i wanted to be the executive chef sure. um i felt like i've worked under people and i've been 
out of the spotlight, but still creating things for menus. Right. And other people were not not so much getting the credit for it, but but their name was but their name is on it. Right. And I felt like you know. I'm of the age and the experience that I wanted to run my own kitchen. Yeah. And I sat down at Echelon and had the interview and everything went great and they called me back the next day and yeah. offered me a position. So. Fantastic. So all the restaurants you're working at before uh, you come to this one, you get a wide variety of experience with different cuisines, it seems oh, yeah. like. So what uh, what is your favorite thing to cook? Um, my favorite thing at home, uh, I like to do a lot of Asian fusion kind really? of ideas. Uh, yeah. I, I love... Anything Asian, anything spicy. Yeah. Um, so does my girlfriend too. We, we do, we do a lot of uh, Mexican cooking at home too. Uh -huh. So it's, it's, uh, it's cool to be around different chefs too. Yeah. That have different backgrounds and things. I mean, because we have, uh, we have Oxford downtown. Right. Um, Zinda. You know, we have Basan in uh, Durham, which right. is awesome. Mira, Fair. So it's. It's cool to meet different chefs and hear things that they do and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of borrow ideas. Yeah, for sure. So um, tell me a little bit about your history with food kind of before you become a chef. Was it mom and dad cook at home or I mean, take me through it? Uh, my mom is an amazing lady and she is very good at a few dishes. Um, she <laughs> makes the best eggplant parmesan in the world. Right. But she makes it for a month. Right. Uh, so she's good at a few things. Um, but... Some things, like I said, she would go overboard on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've always been around food. I've, my mom would always try to make different things. So it's one of those things I really just wanted to do things myself. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to depend on somebody else to do it for me. So I always wanted to cook. Um, there's nothing better than a cold beer right. and something good to eat. Right. So, so was it at the point when you're in Greenville, like people sort of know, hey, John's cooking tonight? Yeah, well, we would do uh, we would do little family dinners yeah, yeah. Um, between the neighbors and stuff like that. And just like, little cookouts. Yeah. So, so then, I mean, I mean it, makes, it makes sense given your history before you become a chef. There was not like a moment as a kid where it's like it just clicked. That's what you were going to do. Yeah, it was, I think it was just growing up, I just always, I had an appreciation for food. Yeah. Um, I was never a kid that was picky. Yeah, yeah. I'm willing to try anything. Yeah. Um, so I was always open. And I think that was one of the things that brought me to, well, you know, this would be cool to try tonight, or this would be cool to do, so let's try it out. Let's yeah. Did you have any moments after you started culinary school, maybe after you were done with culinary school, that did you ever have that moment of, oh, maybe I can't do this. Maybe this is not. No, I think that I'm, I'm very confident. Sure. Um, and I, I really, I always knew that, that I was destined to do something. and. Being around people, making people happy. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the best way to make people happy is through food. Of course. They sit down, they have a great time. I, I walk through the dining room all the time and check on people and, you know, just see how everybody's doing. And seeing them, somebody that appreciates what you do right. as much as you appreciate it is a great feeling. Yeah. So when you do that walk through the dining room, uh, well, first of all, like how often are you doing it? You say you do it a lot. Uh, I go through the dining room constantly. Granted, we have a small restaurant. Sure. But uh, I help run food. Um I come out. Oh wow! Check. So going through the dining room is not just you going up to tables. You're nah, all over. I'm all over, man. I I like to come out there and be able to see how many open menus we have, right? So I can go back and tell the cooks, hey, you know, you got a ten top down, or you got fifteen people about to order, just so it's no surprise. Sure. Uh, and everybody's prepared and ready. Yeah. And in doing that, then I also run food out just to help out, and you know, I will put tables together, help out any way I can. It's, wow. It's uh, it's fun. This thing is like your baby. Oh, it, it is. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah, very cool. Well, John, thanks so much for sitting down with me. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Good to meet you. Yes, sir. You too.
Chef John Ford. I uh, forgot to tell you the music uh, at the top of the show. Fans of the Wonder Years will, of course, recognize uh, Joe Cocker's cover of With a Little Help from My Friends. And I chose this one because, as you heard in the story uh, or in the uh, interview, John thinks of his staff as friends. It was his friends that told him to make that leap to uh, culinary school and the, and the world of uh, restaurants and cooking as a career that led him down this path and so obviously friendship is something that has defined John Ford and has pushed him in uh, the direction that his life is going right now. Uh, Okay, so uh, a bit of an abbreviated episode uh, today, but a good one, I think. So uh, thank you so much for hanging out with me this week. Next week we will talk to the folks behind the Cockadoodle Move food truck and uh, that's it for this week for uh, Spooning with Dimitri. Goodbye, I guess. But a show feels like mad now.